0: I'll never lose my grip. I struggled hard to get what I got. No, I won't never lose my grip. So I will not let it sit through my No, hands. I won't never lose my grip Excuses of something that I just cannot stand. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode seven of the Real Raw Roper Show. We took a little step back and a break last week because, for those of you that do not know, I got engaged, which was extremely nerve-wracking to go talk to my, well, now fiance's parents. Her uh, dad lives in Vegas, so we had this big plan to fly him in to surprise her for her 21st birthday. So I had to take the day off of work on Friday, which is super not like me, but I took the day off. Uh, drove over to her mom's house to talk to her dad and her mom, obviously to ask for their blessing, to marry their daughter. After a, what felt like just forever long, yes, that they eventually gave me finally had everything in motion. Went to dinner. Everything was great. Her dad surprised her. It was a great dinner. And then right before everyone was about to leave, I dropped down to a knee and asked her to basically spend the rest of her life with me which again you can imagine is a little nerve-wracking but she said yes and it was just an overall great night great weekend so instead of having to come back and worry about putting out a podcast I kind of just wanted to enjoy the whole new everything really it's a whole new I mean we've been together for a while we live in the same house but being engaged is just a whole new ball game and it was it was a really great high I have a feeling um and I just wanted to enjoy it. So sorry about last week, but it was a little selfish and you're gonna have to deal with it. But yeah, I'm engaged now, so it's it, it I don't know how to really explain it. It doesn't like set in right away, but when I think about it, um I, I still get nervous like I'm asking her like she doesn't know yet, but I don't know. It's kinda it's a hard thing to <clears throat> It's a hard thing to really put my finger on. I guess it's kinda I mean, it's, it's all great. It's, what I want to call her my girlfriend sometimes, but then it's like, no, she's she's your fiancé now. You have to say fiancé. You guys are, are officially big adults. But with all that being said, it was a great weekend, so back to business today. Today, well, actually, the thing I wanted to touch on is last episode I put out, episode six, of jumping out of your comfort zone and doing things that you're not necessarily comfortable with was 100% foreshadowing me asking her to marry me, because that is something I was not comfortable with, obviously. Marriage wasn't the issue, it's just, you know, I only met her dad a handful of times, and that's kind of a big question to ask anyone's father, let alone one that you don't see all the time. So it would have been a very easy no from him, and I would have understood so, but luckily they think I'm a nice enough guy, which I really appreciate. But, so that was foreshadowing to, obviously, me asking her, because it was something I've had planned for a while, and, you know, I've played sports my whole life and done a lot of big decisions, and I don't think I've ever wanted to throw up more than whenever I walked up to her mom's house to ask her parents if it was okay for me to marry their daughter. So, that was foreshadowed, and today is going to be kind of the aftermath, being it's everything's about timing to me. It's it's you know I, there's a lot of pushback from whenever I told people things of you guys are too young, you have to enjoy life you know you're not you're not mature enough to make that decision or you haven't seen the world enough to make that decision. and I get all those arguments I do. I'm not I'm, I'm not well, I am hard-headed but I'm not hard-headed to that topic. I understand <clears throat> where everyone's coming from. <clears throat> I'm sorry don't know what is happening but my argument to it was timing and i think the timing of me and her meeting when we did was it was early you know i, I don't think you get to choose whenever you meet your life part partner or the person you like she's my person and i and i'm her person and that's extremely evident because both of us are really difficult people to <coughs> deal with and we deal with each other rather well cuz we are alike in that way. So I have no doubt in my mind that she was and is the person I was always meant to be with. So whether we met when she was 19 or whether we met when she was 30, it makes no difference. And I take it as I'm beyond lucky that I met her as young as we did because we get more time together. There's been countless amount of marriages that I'm sure everyone's heard about when people are high school sweethearts and they get married at 20 years old and they are married for 50 60 70 plus years and everything's great and then there's also countless amount of marriages I'm sure everyone knows about that you get married at 30 35 40 years old and it's a 20 year marriage and you get divorced and it doesn't work out there's no guarantees and age doesn't mean much to in my mind you, you know the way I take it is I am really lucky I'm so beyond lucky that we met when we did because now we get you know extra 10 plus years together so rolling that into everything else <clears throat> I just think timing in life is is so key in knowing yourself and when that time comes for you to make a big decision it's You have to be self-aware to do it. One. So to not just talk about the engagement this episode. My past two jobs, I was a bartender and a server. So the server job, I was there for almost three years. I think it was like two and a half years or something. So I I started off as a busboy, then became a food runner in a couple months, and then became a server very short after. Was a pretty decent server. I can talk if you can imagine that so i was there for a while i made a decent amount of money and something at some point just started not feeling right about the job one of my favorite managers left um another one was on his way out <clears throat> and then yeah it was just kind of on on edge almost like there was no real problem i just felt like it wasn't normal and not being normal is fine it wasn't like i was weird because it change, it just wasn't being run the same, and and there was a lot of, like, under-the-carpet controversy going on, and, like, a lot of gossip within the servers, which, I mean, servers gossip, that's a, that's a real thing, it happens all the time, but it was, like, it wasn't just little bickering or anything like that, like, it was, I don't know, it just didn't feel right, so I asked the bartend, they said no, and that was kind of, like, the last hurrah really like I wanted to stay because I was just used to working there I knew the menu and I knew everything else I had a decent amount of people that were customers that knew me so it, it made sense to stay but I don't know it didn't feel right so I left eventually I weaned my way out I was down to like one shift a week while I started my bartending job at another restaurant and I eventually completely got off the schedule and quit so when I quit they got hit with a bunch of uh, health department like issues, I guess. They weren't following code to the, to the right point. Um, that's the other thing. The chef left. <clears throat> and whenever the managers and the head chef leave, it's normally a good indicator to jump out with them. So all three of them I was really close with. The chef was probably one of my best friends at the restaurant just because he was a wicked dark humor just like me and we got along really well. So... He left, and they had, like, a temp, temporary head chef, and they had some girl at, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of bad things happened there. Now, they're still up and running. There's still a good restaurant. No hate towards them whatsoever. It just wasn't right for me. So I got up, and I left. And I know a lot of people that I used to work with did the same thing, and they moved on, and it worked out for them. So that was the first part of timing. Second one is I go to the bar. I bartend there for a while. Now it's a night shift dive. It's not necessarily a dive bar, but it's pretty much a dive bar. Um, little no, I can't say hole in a wall because it was a pretty. It, it was a nice space and it could have been a really nice area. I mean, it wasn't like a shithole, <clears throat> but it. It was it was a nice place. I had a lot of fun doing it. Actually, I had a lot of fun bartending there. And, I, and night shift was like seven p.m. to like three, three thirty, four o'clock a.m., depending on how busy it was and how much shit I had to clean up. So that was a pretty fun job for a while. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was it was a complete flip from the place I came from prior because that place was like buttoned down and had to be clean cut and proper. And I go to this place now. I'm still clean cut because, at the time, I was a I was a pretty boy douchebag. I'm not. I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. I was a pretty boy, big time. My first day, I walked in, and some guy who ended up eventually being a pretty good friend of mine. He's an older guy, and uh, I walk in. And he goes, "Wow, where'd you come from, Chippendale?" I was like, "Oh, great. This is a great way to start my my time here." But he was just kidding, and it was all fine. But did kind of piss me off at the time. But, yeah, that was me. So I go there, and I'm allowed to talk how I talk on the podcast. You know, once I got comfortable with, you know, certain customers, they'd come in. I'll be talking, and then they'll start messing around with me. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want? And people were, like, taken back by it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm just kidding. It's just how I talk. So that place was fun. A little more loose. I got the, you know, sling drinks. Felt like I was in... Uh, uh, what's the movie with Tom Cruise? It's gonna drive me crazy now. I don't know. I'm sure I'll think of it, and if I don't, someone better comment it on the comments somewhere where you see this, or text me, because it's really gonna, really gonna bug me now because I made that reference a lot. So in all reality, I did not know how to bartend that well, especially to start. I didn't. I I knew what vodka was, and I couldn't tell you what was in other drinks. So Google was my best friend and being able to talk and act like I knew what the fuck I was doing was also my best friend. People would come on and be like, can I have a dragon slayer fireball? And that's not a real drink, but in my mind, that's what the things they were asking for sound like. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. I had to like go behind the bar or act like I'm going to the bathroom and Google what the hell it is that they're trying to make me make them. So did that for probably the first two months and then I got pretty decent at the core drinks that were popular that everyone wanted so that got pretty easy and I basically just flipped bottles around and poured drinks and made people laugh that was that was my job so fast forward you know almost probably a year in a couple of fights broke out in the bar, and at the time, I'm the bartender slash bouncer because I'm the only male bartender. So I'm saving them a little bit of money; they're giving me a little bit of extra money. So I've had to break up a couple of fights. One fight in particular happened where it was pretty bad. The cops showed up. Some guy was assaulted with a weapon, and it was like four in the morning. And I and I was going on vacation the next day. Like it was kind of, again, it was that last straw feeling where nothing really was wrong with the place. I was just almost tired of babysitting people, which comes with the job. It wasn't anyone's fault. I, should, I, I knew it going in that that was going to happen, but not to that extent. And people were just, I don't know. I was tired of breaking up fights or people wanted to fight me. And, and I, I just didn't get it. <clears throat> so I asked one of the, my fellow bartenders, who is a sweetheart, I asked her to ask her husband, who works at the job I currently work at, to see if they're hiring or if they would hire. So, her husband is a really, really close family friend of my family's. And if you think I have a mouth, you should hear him talk because he never shuts up ever. And I don't either, but he got me beat big time. Like, by a large margin, he has me beat. So, He asks, uh, I go on vacation, I come back, and I go in for an interview. turns out, like, everyone in the whole office is basically a family friend of mine. So I walk in pretty, you know, hard. It it wasn't a hard transition at all. Um, Working the hours was, because I went from working, like, 30, 35 hours at bartending a week to working, like, 50 hours a week at this job. It's definitely a big flip in time. But... Um, the actual transition itself was, was pretty easy. So I leave the bar, and a couple months later, I think like two months later, the bar actually closes because they're going through a ownership change. So the new owners come in and don't keep... Well, I think they keep like maybe two bartenders, like two people that work there. They got all new cooks. So everyone was kind of wiped, and they started over new. So again, the whole point of that was... The little story, I guess the long story. Everything to me is about timing and the from me and my job experiences to the biggest decision I've made in my life so far to ask Madison to marry me, it just kinda felt (coughs) just kinda felt like the right time. And I felt like we were far enough in our relationship and mature enough to take that step. And I just, it was kind of selfish. I was really tired of calling her my girlfriend because she's a lot more than that to me. And she has been for a while and we own a house together and I don't know. I was, I kind of selfishly wanted to be with her on a new level. And that's what led me to ask. So now she's my fiance. I don't ever have to say girlfriend again, which is great. And, you know, hopefully in a year or two, she'll be my wife. And that's that's something that I, I don't even know how to, I'm kind of getting emotional. I don't really know how to put in the words because that's, I don't know. I feel like it's something everyone dreams about. And for me, I'm lucky enough to pursue that dream at such a young age and spend much time with her as I possibly can. So just feel out life and go with what your gut tells you. Don't overthink things. I have an awful tendency to overthink a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, whenever I take that step back and really just go with my gut and how I feel, it doesn't always work out in your favor, but I'd rather lose going with my gut feeling than lose because I overthought something and and tried doing the quote-unquote right thing and it didn't turn out to be the right thing. So if I'm going to lose, I want to lose going with how I feel, not with how I think. And if that makes any sense to you, I, I would I would try to adapt that mindset. But just feel out life. Go with the flow and, and see what happens, man. I mean, What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Raw Roper Show. If you haven't yet, please go subscribe to my Spotify and or Anchor channel. Both are under The Real Raw Roper Show if you hit the search bar. And if you feel like I'm bringing you any value or if you feel like I'm getting better or doing a good job, please share all over social media. I'm trying to get out there and reach as many people that need any sort of help that are willing to listen to me as possible. You guys are making this all possible, and I hope you continue to do so.